Welcome to the Whitehead Files Black History Month special, the See Me, Be Me Whitehead Files. I love that, actually. I love that, actually. Today, I'm really excited. I have with me Natalie Jameson. She's my woman of STEM connection, but not just STEM. She does a lot of other things, and she's looking mighty fine today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. It's amazing to be here. I cannot actually believe it. It's an honor. And I'm looking forward to spending this time and focusing on, you know, how we can represent to give those people um, inspiration and some actionable, you know, words of advice and just things that they can do to help them, you know, get ahead in this world. So it's going to be good. Yeah. So like I said, it's a See Me, Be Me special. Sometimes um, with Black History Month, you know, we talk about Rosa Parks, we talk about Martin Luther King or Dr. Um, you know, Louise Dacacodia and all those different people. But the thing is, is that it's nice to look at Manchester and people connected to black history and uh, black individuals within Manchester. You are not obviously from Manchester. You hail from California, USA, but you are an honorary Mancunian. I am an adopted Manc. Yes, I am a very proud Yank and Manc. So, um, yeah, I've got a multi-ethnic um, background, but I've also got two passports. So I have an American passport and a UK passport. And I moved to the UK about 20 odd years ago. Um, and then we came here to set up a business and I loved it so much I stayed. So, yeah, and now I can't imagine living anywhere else. That's so how's fun. that? I could live yeah. anywhere, but just here. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And, and what we'll do, we'll show some a picture or two of, of you when you were little. Please tell us um, about some about your start in life okay. and, and one or two bumps in the road, because okay. this is what See Me, Be Me is about. So yeah. people can see that, you know, you've had a realistic path mm-hmm. and where you are today. Yeah, yeah, I think it's um, that that um, those origins are really, you know, where um, that's the seed of who we are, isn't it? And uh, so I am the daughter of a rebellious English rose from Newbury in Berkshire and um, an African-American soldier who is no longer with with us. But um, they got together in the sort of late 60s, early 70s and really against so, you know, society, their parents, everything, and uh, really just to kind of, um, yeah, just did what they wanted to do, got together. And then my dad was in the Air Force, in the American Air Force, so we traveled all around the world. And so I had this kind of perpetual new kid. I was always a new kid. And one of the nice things about the, the, the States and the, the United States um, Air Force is that it is very multi-ethnic. But... Even still, mixed race families often, you know, you don't fit yeah. kind of with either. And that, that's always been that sort of, um, that sort of, not struggle, but one of the things that we've had to overcome and deal with. Um, and, and I think it makes, makes me who I am, really. Mm-hmm. So that never fitting in is really giving me my kind of um, wanting to be different and embracing being different as well. So mm-hmm. we used to have um, lots of discussions with people like, why does your mom look like that? <laughs> you know, that kind of really? thing. Why does your mom look like that? Because my mom is whiter than white. She's blonde, very sort of, you know, we've got Dutch in her, her family history. Mm-hmm. So blonde, green eyes, you know, 
So she there she was with these two brown babies, and uh, you know, lots of that was you know misunderstanding and and a lot of explaining who you were. And I really ever got that question, like, who are you or what are you? That kind of um, you know, people wanting to put you in a box. And so I resisted that the whole way through. Mm. Um, so my mom and dad split up and that hit me and my sister hard. And uh, we came back over to, um, to England and my dad stayed in the States and looking for that community again. I kind of um, had a friend that she was in the American Air Force. Um, her parents were in the American Air Force. So I spent a lot of time away from my mom in this kind of American Air Force base community trying yeah. to find what I was missing I guess yeah yeah exactly and um um anyway um I I met a boy and um I ended up getting pregnant at the age of um 16 and which was was probably a a huge blow but you know many people know that that it happens it happens anyway I was terrified so I kept it a secret Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I was in denial for a long time, and then we um, actually ended up um, moving back because I just couldn't settle in the UK. Moving back to um, to America to live with my dad for a while, mm-hmm. um, not realizing I was pregnant actually at the time, and then finding out when I was there, and then being terrified of telling him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of just put the whole thing out of my head, and obviously, you know, you can't stop, you can't stop nature, and. Yep. <laughs> So I got very sick, um, very sick. I got um, preeclampsia and um, to the point where the ambulance had to be called out. My dad, my dad thought I actually had taken drugs because I was, you know, I was totally deleted. Anyway, so long story short, we, um, I had my son and, uh, and my mum was called from England to hear that neither of them knew. Mm. I remember hearing them stood outside the hospital room arguing, going, how did you not, how did you not let me, <laughs> so anyway, so there I was in high school with a new baby thinking, oh man, I've just let everybody down, um, you did know, this you, is it. Can I ask yeah. as well, because pre-eclampsy came on, so that's, mm. that's stress, that's high blood pressure, that's stressing mm. about the situation, but in high school with a new yeah. baby, did you think? I did. I did. I thought I just had this incredible feeling of shame and, and embarrassment. I was quite, um, you know, I was good at school and I was the good girl. And you know, suddenly I felt like everybody was looking at me like, you know, distastefully and you know, just looking really down on me. And I was just mm. like, and I, and I went through a real kind of like, well, it's over, you know, that kind of thing. And then, I don't know, I got this fire in my belly and this baby as well. I was looking at this baby thinking, well, you need me now to pull my stuff together, okay? And then I got this real fight, which is like, right, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. I am not going to be a stereotypical kid, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work hard. So I then decided that was it. I came back to England. Um, I enrolled in college, um, and my grandmother and my mother were fabulous, as, as is normally happens when you got teenage mom you know the mums and the grandmas all pulled together together. and you know what you think is going to be some uh, like a um a sort of an embarrassing thing for the family is there's this new baby everybody loves them and you know and 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 it's okay and it's okay so everything you imagined it's all right it's going to be fine 
But it, for me, what it was, was that family that wrapped around and got me the opportunity to go back to college. So I, I did business and finance. I got my first job um, in an accounts, just doing accounts receivable, you know, nothing, but something to sort of try and learn business. And um, next thing you know, I was like, right, the first job gives you, opens your eyes to the art of the possible, to what else you could possibly do. So started to try and do a little bit of accountancy, thought it's not for me, I'm a bit kind of creative and yeah, didn't money. love that, but it was money. It, it <laughs> yeah, was money. it was money. And, that, and that's the key. <laughs> mm. and, and I want to, because of course, this is a black there have been obstacles. Um, you're trying to better yourself. You're a woman of color. Mm. Okay. Um, just briefly, any obstacles that you, you've had yeah. uh, in, in that time, because mm. You know, you're you, you're in the, in an accounts job, but sort yeah. of stepping up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I ended up in finance, in business, in finance, working for a bank, right? Working for a bank, and I I've always been pretty much the only woman in the deal team because I was I was quite technical, and then I got into sales. So the sales team was predominantly men. There was always the only woman, and only the only woman of color for sure. And um, there were many opportunities for uh, discrimination to happen. Although, you know, I d it didn't actually stop me, mm -hmm. but it took a hell of a lot to overcome. So, I could, you know, this is going on a little while. I actually had, um, had my daughter and um, we, I'd my husband lost his mother and um, I'd gone in to have a Put, uh, you know one of those um, performance reviews mm -hmm. and um, I, I come in and there's three people sat around not just my boss but two other they've obviously got they've got HR in there and another man and they started off by saying you know how do you think it's going and I was like well, okay obviously it's been difficult I've had a few family issues and whatever um well um, well, we can see that you're just a little bit disorganized and, you know, maybe, um, maybe you, you know, this job isn't for you. Um, do you think that, um, you know, how old's your child? You've only got a little while at home with them before they kind of grow up. And all of this is on, re on record. And I'm thinking, I, are you trying to get rid of me because... I'm a woman because I don't fit in because, you know, what, what, is, what is going mm. on here? And I can just remember sitting there and when I get angry, I want to cry. I don't know. <laughs> it's mm. just, I was like, I would not give them the satisfaction of crying. Well, I held it together, ended up leaving, like leaving the meeting um, and was, got to, I was in Birmingham. I was called from Manchester to Birmingham actually to do this. Um, got to Birmingham uh, New Street and just stood in the middle of the, you know, the concourse, bawling my eyes out, thinking, mm. right, I don't know what's going on here, but there is definite. There's there's a there's a movement to get me out, yeah. yeah and I and I felt this this constructive dismissal. Yeah, it's quite common. Yeah, it's quite common when they when they feel that your face doesn't fit, mm. your tone doesn't fit, or whatever. Yeah. Constructive dismissal, it does happen. It, it's it's a it's a well documented thing. Yeah, well, and then of course using the fact that you're a mother. Yeah, on top of well, that. Comes, so I remember saying to them, well, "Have you have you got kids?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my wife is at home looking after my kids. This is about. Eight years ago, it's not that long ago, you know. Yeah, wow, misogyny is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, well. I was like, right, 
okay, I'm going to go, but I'm going to go on my terms. So again, there was that fight that came back. I always go out fighting. I'm like, mm. I'll leave you, but I'll leave you when I'm on a high, not yeah. when. So I, yeah. and I just, I did it. I knuckled down. I overcome, you know, all of the personal issues I was having with dealing with, you know, grief and a difficult situation at home. And I got to the top of the sales league and then I handed my notice in and I did it with grace because I thought, you know, never burn your bridges. There That's is an right. opportunity here to make a statement. But oh, so I'm going to have a word with HR, but I'm not going to do it in a, you know, in a, in a kind of unprofessional way. But I just want it on the record. Why? Um, and and then I did. And that's all. And I didn't hear any more about it. They were like, do you want to take it to, you know, a tribunal or anything like that? And maybe I should have. But I just thought, no, I need you to know that that's not okay. I just want it on record. And then I, yeah, I left, I left and then um, ended up actually leaving the industry at that point because I thought, um, yeah, time was um, difficult. It was the um, height of the credit crunch. Um, and 2008. Uh, yeah, 2008. And this actually was the point when we had the opportunity to start something mm -hmm. completely new. Um, so, so I know you as a woman of STEM. Is that when that yeah, started? Yeah. So, well, it did actually. So I, so, cause I came up through finance. So we were always, you know, very technical in finance. We were doing, you know, financial technical pro um, products and services and what have you. Um, but I wasn't developing anything, but it was just using the technical side of, you know, finance and, and, uh, accounting and, and, you know, banking. Um, but at that point where we had the opportunity to start something new, so we started the UK's first dental network inside of, not dental network, that would be a big statement. Yes, <laughs> a, yes my, we my started. Goodness. What were we doing that before, Natalie? <laughs> inside of Sainsbury's and Tesco, it was the first time they'd done it in a retail. So, so um, I worked alongside um, a dentist and my husband at the time to help to, to bring this new thing to the market. So and, on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Sainsbury's. Uh-huh. Dental network within the supermarket. Yeah. You helped set that up. Yeah. Well, that is, that is a see me, be me. <laughs> that is a first. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, so we just... Um, it, funny enough, the, the business partner's wife was also pregnant and we were like, right, okay, what can we be doing here? Um, I didn't have any idea about how a dental business runs. So I was strictly the business side of things. So um, I'd already done my business and finance. So I thought I can write the business plan. I can get the, you know, I can speak to the banks. I can do the pitch to Sainsbury's. I can pull together all the research. So I did all of that. And we basically walked into Sainsbury's and spoke to the um, a GP that was there mm -hmm. and said, what do you think Sainsbury's would think to having a dental practice here? And they were like, they would absolutely love it. Let me escalate it for you. Mm -hmm. So they did up the chain a couple of weeks later, head of healthcare. Hello, Natalie. We've just had two, sorry, 20 dry cleaners go bust. Um, we'd like to know if you'd like to back your business into Sainsbury's. <laughs> like, we haven't got a business, really. We haven't got anything. Just got a little bit written down on some paper. <laughs> but, yeah. but sure. Uh, yes, let's um, let me speak to my people and uh, I'll come back to you. So, again, that's one of those things, things that will terrify the heck out of you, will land in your lap. 
and you just got to face, face the fear and do it anyway. So we were face like, the fear and do it anyway. That's a nice little soundbite. And you took it forward. Took it forward, yeah. Who did you sell it to? Um, so, to well, we sold it to Boopa Healthcare. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who I actually live next door to now is Alfred Keys. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was a long um, and bumpy road. We learned a lot about how not to run a business, which you always do because you think, yeah. you know, I thought because I'd done, you know, business and finance, um, you know, qualifications that I knew it all. I've been lending money for ages. But when you're employing 50 people, that's a different ballgame. You're responsible for people's mortgages. And, um, and and that gets real, you know. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, so that was a difficult time in our lives because we were winging it. <laughs> we mm -hmm. were winging it and growing um, really, really fast. And uh, we learned a lot. But, uh, yeah, I would say would I try and do something like that again I would say yes but I would certainly look at who I brought with me in the team um know my limitations that's the other thing I think is it's great being having confidence but you need to surround yourself with people that's a learning curve mm. you know you know you'd be a good um, queen bee coach Yes. You'd be a very queen, good queen bee coach. I say that yeah. because I'm a queen bee ambassador. Are you? Yeah. So you'd be a very good queen bee coach from that perspective. Yeah. I've, so I've joined one of the um, webinars a little while ago to check it out, actually, because, um, mm. you know, um, who was uh, recruiting. Um, so let's, yeah. let's, let's, get... let's get in our Lamborghini. Yeah. Okay. Let's get in our Lamborghini and speed forward. Yeah. There's hero works. There's writing books. There's all sorts. What can I pull out? I do know because I use it time and time again is your book on the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Yeah. Quickly tell us about that. Okay. So I started, started the hero works and, and that just leads into why I ended up um, working on that collaborative project. And that was not just me. That was 50 entrepreneurs working from all over the uh, all over the world, actually. Um, but one of the jobs that I had was at, at Siemens, and um, I could see the rate of digitalization. I could also see how undiverse the people were that were building this. Mm -hmm. And I've always been into innovation, product innovation, et cetera. And for me, um, there was just a really, um, a really big need to bring something which was measurable and actionable um, so that we could start to work towards equality, you know, reducing climate change and, you know, um, reducing poverty. Mm. So the book came together as a way of practically sharing from all of these business, you know, coming the power of the crowd, um, sharing what we can do together mm -hmm. to try and tackle some of these big, big problems. Mm -hmm. um, and really, that's where I kind of, you know, fell in love with the whole SDGs and you know the power of um, you know the tiny to work towards these big macro goals. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that book is basically SDG seventeen, mm. which is partnerships. Yeah, that's, that's how I see that book. That's my go-to book. I yeah. talk to people about it a lot. Um, you are on an exciting project right now, and this yeah. is this is a, a fantastic path and length that you've got. So you are on a fantastic um, project right now. I want to hear about it before we close. Yeah. Um, so my belief is that there's never been a better way to increase equality. 
and education is is that you know it's the it's how I got out each time I just learned something and I moved myself on the project we're on at the moment is government funded digital skills boot camps those are free to learners you can go on it it's 14 weeks there's a direct line of sight to a job at the end and you are learning all of the different skills a fundamental basic level skills to succeed in digital jobs. So that's cyber, that's coding, that might be user experience, a little bit of gaming, um, and some business as well. And, you know, some code, you know, I've said coding, but I'm cyber, sorry, and yeah, and data. So yeah, these these are available now. We're running them, um, we're running four with the Institute of Coding, um, Manchester Metropolitan University across the road there, um, the, um, the hero works are obviously doing the recruitment and we're doing some, um, UX training as well. Um, and yeah, we just, we're, we're running them out. We can put the link in the, um, yeah, in the files. Yeah, we'll, put, we'll put the link up as well because, um, what is it called? What's the name yeah, of it? It's called in digital. In yeah, in digital in digital boot camps, and uh, yeah, we've got a landing page, and you basically can come to a free taster session, an hour, come and find out what it's all about, and then join. Then the, the first co the second cohort has just started, but we've got two more uh, starting in just a few weeks. So yeah, we'd love to have more applications, particularly from 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 our communities, from BAME communities, you know, black um, underrepresented communities. We need we need us to be more represented in tech. Yeah, so we'll put that information. This is a See Me, Be Me special, um, and Natalie's project in digital. Mm -hmm. um, we need black, Asian, minority, ethnics on there as well, learning a whole range of things for 14 weeks. Yeah, absolutely. For free. Yeah, for free. Yeah, so, it, you know, it's, it's, it's funded. It's for no... No, 19 plus, sorry, 19 plus. 19 plus. Yeah, 19 plus. So 19 plus, this is absolutely amazing. We're here with the Whitehead Files with Natalie Jameson. Can I just say thank you so much? I'm going to give a little quote. When they go low, you go high. <laughs> and that's a Michelle Obama quote. Thank you so much oh, for being thank here. Thank you. Thank you. That's been wonderful. Thank you. Take care. This is the Whitehead Files signing out. Thank you.